Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Tzadites, and we are starting at a fresh Mishnah, um, three fourths of the way down on Tzadiches and Mbeis. Let us jump right in. Chamesh Nashim Shenis Arvu Vladosehim. Five women are born, and the babies in the nursery get all mixed up. We don't know who their children are. Rashi in the middle of the page, Dibur Maskil Masnisim Shenis Arvu Vladosehim. Zacharim, all the boys were male. Now these children that were born, these five children that were mixed up were all the second child for each of these women. And each of them already had a previous child where we knew exactly who the parents were for that child. So their first child born, we know who they are. The second child, all the kids got mixed up in the nursery. Now, the children who were unidentified, where we weren't exactly sure who their mothers were, and they married women and then they died. So all these women are now going to fall to the Vadai brothers, the firstborn brothers. So how do we navigate this situation with halachic integrity? And the Mishnah says, So um, the way that it works is that the four Vadai brothers will uh, each do Yibum. And then one of them will actually marry one of the women, and we'll see in the Gemara how this halachically works. And then, what? It says, Oh, sorry. So four will do chalitza, and one will do yibum. And the Gemara will explain the halachic mechanics of this. Then the Gemara says, after that's done, that only takes care of one of the women. Only one of the women is now married, one of the Yavamos. So the Gemara then says that there's another round that has to take place. And in fact, there will be a total of five rounds so that each of the women will have this experience of Huvishlosha. This guy who was Miyabim and three of the others will be Cholzin, La'achas, Be'echad Miyabim. And then uh, that, that too will yield a case scenario where one of the women will end up getting married. And Nimtsu, after you go through this cycle five times, at Arba Chalitzos V'yibum Lekolachas Be'achas. Each woman will experience four Chalitzos as they go through the rounds of being rejected, 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 accepted. And then they uh, the men keep moving around in a way where every woman gets four chalitzos and one yibum. And says the Gemara, as it opens 10 lines from the bottom on Tzadi Chesam and Beis, it needs to be that the chalitzos were done first. Why? Uh, we'll see in a moment. You cannot have yibum first because because you might be doing something halachically very, very problematic. Uh, and we have to make sure that that's not the case. So Yibu, the chalitza has to come first, and then we allow for the yibum to take place. Says the Gemara, my, why does it have that second uh, qualifying line of huvishlosha chalitza na'achas? We already gave the method of how we're going to tackle this problem. So the Gemara says, We shouldn't say that one man should be miyabim five women. That's not that's not the right way to do it. But really, each person should marry one person. Why do they do that? Why can't it be that all five women are married? If the, all the chalitzas come first, it shouldn't be problematic, says the Gemara, because Dilma Misram Yaledi because remember that there's a mitzvah to do yibum. So even though it's only a, a one in five chance that the woman that he ends up marrying is his actual yibama, but in that one in five chance, there's a chance that he's marrying his yibama, and that's a mitzvah. That's a mitzvah in chumash. So therefore, we want every, every one of the five brothers to get married. Let's learn a couple of, um, of iterations of this case. If you have some of the men the boys who got mixed up in the nursery and some are not, and then they grow up and then they get married and then they die and they have these women who are left as Yavamos. So then says the Gemara, Ha'achen Cholten, that's the last short line on Sari Chesmebeis, Ha'achen Cholten, the brothers should do Chalitza, and the Gemara says, this is very, very obvious. 
it makes sense that you would make such a distinction that the Achen uh, will be the ones to do Chalitza and the She'en Achen should be Miyabin. That makes a lot more sense because that, that way you prevent any cases of Yuvah Malusha. Says the Gemara, Maika Amar, this case should be very obvious. And therefore, Amar of Safra Hachi Kamar. Really, the Pshat in this case was not as it, as it read in its basic form, but rather as follows. We're at the first long line on Sadi Chesimid Beis toward the bottom of the page. What does Rav Safra say the case actually was? Some of the boys were paternal brothers and some were maternal brothers. They do chalitza because we don't really have Yibum by, by descendants of a woman. Um, the brothers who are paternally related, and they do the Yibum. What about another iteration? Let's say that some of the boys were Kohanim and some of them were not. So then says the Kohanim Cholzin, the Kohanim have to do chalitza. Um, be, uh, have to do chalitza and she'en kohan and miyabin. The non kohen should do yibum. Um, and the Gemara then says mixasan kohanim mixasan achim What about a case where some were kohanim and some were maternally brothers? In both cases, we do that because we have to make sure that a kohen never marries a chalutza. It's a ben grusha ben chalutza. He cannot marry that person, and therefore we restrict in this mixture of babies who got mixed up in the nursery. We restrict kohanim from marrying any of these women because they might well be a chalutza. And that brings us to the very top of Tzadi Tesmer Aleph, where the Gemara presents um, uh, some unique cases of, uh, of Safek Yibu. Says the Gemara, Tzadi Tesmer Aleph, top line, top word, Tana Rabbana. Yesh cholet imo There's a case scenario where a person would have to do Yibum to his mother in a case of suffolk, and as well, and also a case with his sister, and last but certainly not least, the bito misafik. And we're going to go through each of these cases. Each of these probably warrants a picture, but I think we'll be able to get through it. But it, it, these cases are sophisticated. It says the Gemara, Ketza, uh, libito misafik. Okay, Ketza, what is the first case of Imo misafik? Says the Gemara, here's the case, Imo. So let's say you have a man, and we're talking about his mother, his mother and a random woman in town. Each of them have one child that they know exactly who he is. And then each of them get pregnant again, and they both have children that get mixed up in the nursery, and they literally, it means in hiding, but it means that we don't know who is who. Let's say the babies were born, does it literally mean in the dark and they couldn't see? That doesn't matter. The point is that the babies were, were mixed up at birth, and we don't know. This comes up as big, big shilas with fertility treatments, huge shilas. Um, and the postgim write that we need a shomer when we do fertility treatment. So in Eretz Yisrael, they have this organization called Machon Pua. And Machon Pua, I think you have to pay them. I don't know exactly how it works. They basically send uh, a Machon Pua staff member, a front person to the hospital. And they function as an aide to say that when they're back in the back room, actually taking Zera and applying it and putting it into an egg, uh, that they actually look at the label and it says, you know, husband, Jewish man, X to husband's wife, Jewish woman, Y. And they've actually caught um, hundreds of errors. Half of a fellow, not normal. There was just a lawsuit recently where uh, two Caucasian people gave birth through in vitro fertilization to a black baby because they, they, uh, they made a mistake. These all these big emotional and psychological. And in our case, it wouldn't be a halachic shiloh. Wouldn't be a halachic shayla because the mother would for sure be the mother. It's a, she she burned the child. Even in surrogacy, we follow the status of the woman who gave birth. So these are all big shaylas. But in this case, we're talking about just a technical error. We're not talking about a an in vitro issue. We're just talking about the babies got confused. Fine. Well, let's keep going in the case. Fourth line. So the the son of uh, of one woman 
married the other woman. That's not a problem. That's mutter. And they they married and then umesu, and then they died. So therefore, in a case like that, you have to do chalitza to both women um, because the, the boys are our brothers. And therefore, in, in one way, they're brothers. And therefore, Oh, it's fascinating. They do, uh, the kids were mixed up. How, how are they allowed to marry in the first place? What? The kids were mixed up, right? The, 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 they gave the, birth to the child. We're not sure. We're talking about the Vadai sons. The Vadai sons cross-married the mothers. That's what the Gemara so they, said. Is that first it says... Line three, they, they already had two other kids. No, each each woman had one child that was a vadai. That for sure that was their child. Before. Yeah. So uh, let's say now they're the not, not they're the, the ten. Then they're younger stuff. Yeah. Then their younger children were the were the, the vadais died. The vadais married, cross-married the women and then died, and then it fell beyubum to the to their brothers, to their to their brothers. So then they had to do uh, it was a problem, and they had to do a double. Why do they fall to the if they have children? Huh? They didn't have children. Married, they each had a kid. No, you're no, you're you're, you're in the wrong generation now. Look at line three. So let's say that you have two women, Rachel and uh, and Chana. They're not related to one another. Okay, and they each have children who are vadai. So one of them has a Yaakov, one of them has a Chaim, and they definitely know that child at birth. Put a bracelet on the ankle. We know exactly what it is. Fine. Then two years later, they have another set of children, but in the nursery, that kid gets mixed up. The Vadais cross marry the mothers. And when they die without children, the first, the five year olds, right? They, let's say now they're 25, right? Now they're older. But they're cross marrying the mothers who have at least suffering children. He did, but that man didn't have a child. And Yibum follows the father. The father of the, the woman, the woman married a son. Of, she married the generation younger. She married the, the Vadai. I should have drawn the case now. Now I feel bad. <laughs> Right. One more time. One more time. Emo. Let's read it again. Line two. Ketab. What's the case of the Emo Misafek? So Emo, the Isha Acheres. We have uh, Rachel and we have Chana, not related to one another. They're friends. Each of them have a child that they definitely know is their child. Fine. That's child number one. And then child number two that each of them have is and then they had a child again. So child number one is a vadai. We know who they are. We know who they belong to. One belongs to Rachel, one belongs to Chana. But child number two, Rachel and Chana delivered at the same time in the same hospital and they mixed up the babies in the nursery. Now, the vadai child of Rachel married Chana and the vadai child of Chana married Rachel and then they died. And because these men who were the vadai children didn't have children, therefore the women fell beyibum but we don't know whose kids the next kids are. So therefore, there, we had to, they had to do chalitza to both women. And therefore, Nimsa says the Gemara on line seven, Nimsa kolecha vechel choles limo misafik. Okay, so that's case number one. Case number two, what's the case where a person would have to do chalitza to his sister misafik? It says the Gemara, Ketad, same, Rachel and Chana. And the, the children that they have are two girls and the two girls get mixed up at birth. They had half-brothers, and they uh, married them, and then they died without children. Then there would have to be chalitza to both sisters, and nimtza chalitza la And the bito misafik as well, quarter of the way down. Kate said, what's the case of his daughter? Same as the previous case. Two women, Rachel and Chana, who are friends, they delivered at the same time. They both had girls, and the girls got mixed up in the nursery. Same as before, that they got married by this, uh, the, 
by Achen, sorry, Ubo Achen, and brothers came and married them, Belobanim, and then they died. Zecholitz the Bitomisafik, Zecholitz the Bitomisafik. So these cases are constructed to show that it is possible that because of the suffix status of the child and therefore the suffix status of the mother, one may end up doing chalitza twice, once to an immediate family member, which really sounds sounds off color. It doesn't sound right, but the chalitza is a suffix. We're not sure because we don't know if we don't know who the child is, therefore we don't know who the mother is. Okay, says the Gemara, a third of the way down, Tanya, we have a Braisa. Hi, Mayor Omer, Ishvi Isha Pamim Shamalidim Chamesh Umos. You can have one couple that is able to bring five different nations into the world. Okay, this sounds like a riddle, a Shabbos table riddle. How can you have five people, uh, five different generations born from one couple, Ketzat? Yisrael Shalokach Eved Veshiv Chamin Ashok. A Yid buys an Eved and a Shiv Chamin Ashok. And Vilahen Shnei Banim. So the Israel is not the one having the children. The Eved Veshivcha are having the children. So these Eved Veshivcha, they get they they have two children already. So now they had two children when they were purchased. So the Eved and Shivcha are purchased, and they have two kids. Those two kids are regular Geirim. They're regular Goyim at the moment. And one of them converted. Now we've got two. We have a Ger and we have Ovid Kochavim. Next, how do we get to generation number three? Then these people were turned into Avadim, and they had another child. Then Okay, now that this, this couple that came into the Jewish family with, they came into this Yisrael's family with two kids and one converted. So one's a, one's a Goy, one is a Ger, and uh, now we have an Evet. Good. Because he took this couple, the Yisrael who owns this couple, uh, he made sure that uh, that their their children would then be avodim. They were he on the shame avdus. The children were were converted into avodim. But they had another child, and the child was converted into being an eved by 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 purchase power. That's however they did. Then shivcha. Then they freed the shivcha to make her into a Jew. eved. And then a non-Jew slept with this now Jew, the shivcha who converted. Because we learned about this at eved abo al. Al Gioras is going to be a mamzer. That's the big Shiloh we were discussing as well. Let's say Stam, you have a, a Yiddish Shemedal who marries a Goy. Is that child a mamzer? Now, that's a real sheet on the Tanan, which we've learned about many times throughout this Masechta. Makes it a lot more sad for the Bristas that I go to where I see that. I used to just think, Nebuch, okay, fine, like we saw the Gemara yesterday, Zirma Susim, Zirma We don't really care. No, the kid could be a mamzer. We don't pass it that way. I'm just saying it's a, the, real, the real heavy Shilohs. Heavy Shilohs. Okay. Um, and then. What was the last case? Then if both the Ebed and the Shifcha are freed, which means they're halachically Jewish, and then they got married and had another child, we're able to figure all this out. Fine. Michael Mashman, who cares? Congratulations. So what was the mental gymnastics all about? Says the Gemara, it was only to highlight this then that Wow. It, if you look at a Gemara like this, it actually seems like we paskin this way, <laughs> but we don't. Uh, we paskin that uh, the baby is not a mamzer. Otherwise, Klal Yisrael, in addition to the disaster that we're currently in, we'd be in a much bigger halachic disaster because unless you then knew that, uh, that you're 100% sure that every child was born from a Jewish father and a Jewish mother, Mamzerus would be rampant. I mean, it'd be everywhere, it'd be everywhere. Terrible. Tanur Rabbanon, there's a brisa. This takes us almost to the next Mishnah. Yesh mocher es aviv lahagbosi moksuba. There's one who has to actually sell something of his father's in order to collect his mother's ksuba. Ketad, what's the case? Yisrael lokach eved v'shivcha min ashuk v'lehem ben. 
a Jew purchases an evidem in a shifcha from the marketplace and they have a child, that child is a goy. Then he frees up the shifcha to become a Jew and marries her. And, um, and then writes all of the nechassim to the child. So now this child who is not Jewish is holding on to all the money. So the, so the child is holding the nechassim of the father. So through that, you're basically collecting you're basically taking the nechassim of the father in order to pay off the mother's ksuba, lehagbos ksubasa. And my kamashman, what does this come to teach us? It teaches us really a tangential din, that kula reb meirhi, the avda metaltalin. The way we view an evid as metaltalin is as loose products. We can use metaltalin as a shibud, as a lien for a ksuba. Or it comes to teach us that Avadim are like Karka, and Karka as well can be purchased and sold. Must listen. This uh, actually happened on my block. This well, this Mishnah where you have the uh, a mother is birthing while her oldest daughter is birthing. You ever see these like uh, Rabbi Resnick and his shir? He's like, ah, oh, in a beautiful Yiddish family, you have it that uh, the 50-year-old, uh, 45-year-old grandmother is having giving birth while her 30-year-old daughter is giving birth. Or 25-year-old okay. daughter's getting birth. These things happen. This is a Mishnah in Mephorosh Mezeches Ksubitz. So the daughter-in-law and the mother-in-law are in the same exact delivery room and they deliver a child and the kids get mixed up. Wow, that is not a good way to come home from the hospital. <laughs> Very confusing. But what are you supposed to do? They uh, flip a coin and they pick a child. Okay, now what? what? What are the implications of that lack of knowledge of which child belongs to which? Today, we could solve this problem with DNA, figure right. it out. But uh, back in the day, we could not. We would probably rely on this halachically as well, even though DNA doesn't always factor in in halachic sugyas. But I think here, it's just more of a gilui milsa than it is actual edus. I would I presume there's such a distinction, and we would rely on that distinction. Either way, back in the day, they didn't have that. Higdilu rovos when the children who are well, we don't know who they are. We don't know who their who their parents are. When they get older, they get married and uh, they die and it leaves those women to the remaining brothers. So it depends. If the child, the remaining brothers are of the Kala, kala so they have to do only Chalitza. Why? Because there's a Suffolk. We're not sure if it's Eshes Achiv, in which case there's a mitzvah of Yibum, or Safik Eshes Achi Aviv, or maybe it's the higher generations, it's the 50 year old woman, and it's her family member, uh, or it's her son, whatever it is, it's her son that's a uh, Yibum, and we therefore don't know. Uh, that would be a Safik Doraisa, so that's not allowed. And had the Yivamin been the Bene Hazakena, so then Al Chotzenomi Yadmin, Shesafik Eshes Achiv, Eshes Ben Achiv. So either there's a mitzvah of Yibum of Eshes Achiv, or it's Mutter to marry. Uh, in that case, you can marry that particular person. So that's how we would have paskin in this case of Suffolk, using the general rules of Suffolk, the Raisa Luchumra, no problem. Now, let's say that it wasn't the Tarovos who died. It wasn't the children who we didn't know their status who died. Mesu Aksherim, the brothers who, in the case number one, were, where the women fell to Ibum, they're the ones they're the ones who died, and then now the women fell to the Tarovos. So Tarovos, the Bnei if the children who is unknown is uh is in regards to the Bnei Zikina Cholzin Velomi Yabin Shu Safik Eshes Achiv Veeshes Achiyavim Livnei Akala Echad Cholitz Veechad Miyabin. So again, each applying the same principles and trying to figure out and balancing out how all these halachos would work. What about Kohenes Shenis Arev Vlad Bevlad Shivchasa? Let's say that there's a Kohenes she gives birth at the same time as her Shivcha, and the children get mixed up. That's a 
These are all very big problems, but that's all one of the very big problems. They're allowed to eat truma once a coin, but we still allow the vlad of the shivcha because we don't know who it is. It could be either one. We allow them to eat truma and the cholken chelak echad begorin. They get one portion at the goren. We'll be discussing this more at length. Top of tzadi testament base. Ve'enan mitam and the mesim. They're not allowed to go be be tame mes for a loved one. Ve'enan nosin nashim ben ksheros ben psulas. They cannot marry women whether or not they're kosher or pasul. Higdilu atarovos. And when these children get older, again, it's a suffix kohen, suffix shivcha, suffix child of a shivcha. Ve'shichur ruzeze. And then they did shichur to free them up. So then nosin nashim ruus lekahuna ve'enan mitam and the mesim. Then they could marry a woman that, in theory, a Kohen could marry. They're allowed to at least get married. But they're still not allowed to become Tami Mace. But if, in fact, they do become Tami Mace for one of their immediate family members, they don't get Malchus. As well, when this Shechler happened with these two people, and therefore we know at least for sure that this child is not an Evet, so then another din applies. They should not eat Shuma Lechatchila, but if they do, they don't have to pay the typical consequence of Karen Lechomesh, the principal plus 20%, it's really 25%. Um, because uh, we don't know if they're Kohanim. They might be a coin, in which case they uh, don't need to pay that because what you're going to allow to eat What? What about? Are they Kohanim or are they... What suffolk, are they? we don't know. Uh, we Oh, no, that's the no, same. It's the same suffix. I presume it's the same. I guess so. Why not? I mean, if it's Ben or Ben. But once it's a woman who's... what If it's a, a girl who's born and she marries another man, then that other man will be the Kovea for the next generation. So let's say you have Ben, 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 and then finally Abbas. And that girl marries a coin, then the next kid's a coin for sure. So you have to break the cycle with a girl, but what can you do? Just... But otherwise you can have 10 generations where they don't know what they are. Correct. And they can marry as long as they're as long as we remove them from Shifcha status and Evet status by being Mashachar of them, but they can never be treated like a full coin. They're always going to be, it's only a din, it's only it's only applicable as it relates to Allah's of Kahuna. They can right. still marry, right. they just can't marry Kohan, which is fine. They don't take portions at the at the granary, which we'll discuss. And if in fact they have truma and they sell it, they can keep the money. Rashi is going to help us out here. Rashi, just to our left. They're not allowed to take the extras from the kachim, like the skins. They know them What Rashi there says, we don't allow them to be makru kachim. The Mishnah continues eight lines down. We don't take things out of their property if they already had them. And when it comes to regular normally people would give over these body parts to Kohana by regular shrita, not shayach, because this person might be a coin to start with. If they had an animal, that's a bechor. So then, hey, roe achi We don't do anything with it. We don't give it uh, to a coin because he might be a coin. We just take that animal and we don't use it because there are limitations on a bechor, and it has to sit there until it get until it has to graze until it becomes tummy. The nos and love this person we treat to Texas question with chumri kohanim the chumri israel. We have chumras on them. We have to make sure that they don't violate any halachos. Not a fun existence. There really are some complications there. The Gemara says mesuk sherim, quoting a line from our Mishnah. You call them a kosher. Doesn't that imply you're using the word kosher? Doesn't that imply that the children whom we don't know who they belong to are psulim? It's a bit of a strong term. A Chris Shafcha's apostle. We have people who are psulim, but is this person an apostle? It's a suffix, it's not a psul. So says the Gemara, you're right. Uh, it's the people who are the Vada children. So it doesn't mean to imply that they're psalm because they're actually not psalm. What did it mean when it said the Vneha Kala 
Echad cholates. What was that case? Dafka mechlatz v'hadar yibume v'al yibume b'reish alodik apaga b'yavam b'shuk. We needed the chalitza in regards to the case of the mother and daughter who were birthing together. In that case of chalitza, we needed the chalitza to be first because otherwise a person might have married someone who they should not have married. What about the case of Kohenes Shanis Arev, the second half of our Mishnah on the top of Tzadi Tesla base? So there we said, We said that they get one portion from the granary. Of course, they get one portion of Truma. Why would they get more than one person? One portion? We might have thought that if there is a Kohen and a uh, and an Ebed that they have to join together at the Goren, that's not correct. And Tnan, this follows the Mishnah, the only time an Ebed will ever get any portions is with as if he's with his uh, with his master, but he doesn't get his own portion. We don't uh, give out a portion of the grains for Chuma to an Ebed, only to his master. Rabbi Yossi argues, Omer Yochol, she Yomar, im koin ani tnuli bishvil atmi, im Ebed ani, he could have argued, and Rabbi Yossi is more lenient that he, that he says that the Evid is allowed to collect on behalf of the coin. When it comes to the place in which Rabbi Yehuda lived, this is a fascinating halachic, um, I guess, historical slash halachic reality. If there was a person who got Truma from the Goren, that was a sign that they were Kohanim Yuchasim. That means that in or, before they handed out the truma to those people, somebody did the checking and, uh, and the verifying and whatever whatever it took in order to assume that they're halachically Jewish. So this is the line. But they did not rely on getting truma to be uh, a source for yichus. I just asked this Shaila to Reese this week about Kohanim Yuchasim. There's a family that needed a Pejon Ben. And uh, normally I use my brother-in-law, Yosef Schwartz. He's in Eretz Yisrael. He's a, he's, his family goes way back. So I, uh, I asked him, I said, is it better to do the bris, to do the pidyon aben late, but with a coin miyuchas, or to do the pidyon aben on time with a coin chain miyuchas? He's like, he's like, don't worry about it. He, get, he like dropped five names in the community of people who were miyuchas. So he didn't answer my question. I'm curious what the answer is. I don't know. I think Kohanim Yuchas, but to Dindo Rice, I would imagine we should. Gotta be what some degree. What? What's the MNF? A Kohen Miyuchas is a coin whose lineage goes back to Arana coin. So there are certain families over the course of history that we know from Jewish literature that were already tried in true Kohanim. And if you can connect back to that particular chain, then you're considered a Kohen Miyuchas. But it's hard to do because it means that your family was basically from the whole time, basically, which is rare, unfortunately. Tanya, the Bryce writes, Amar Rabbi Elazar Bar Tzadok, Miyomai lo he'aditi ala edus echad, ve'he'edu eved l'kehuna alpi. Rabbi Elazar Bar Tzadok says, I, I almost never gave edus, I did one time, and they turned an eved into a coin. Says the Gemara, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> How did you do that? He'elu salkadaitach, you think they actually made him into a coin? Hashta behemten shal tzadikim in a Kaddish Baruch Hu, maybe takala al-yadan, like the donkey of Pinchas ben Yair, he wouldn't eat grains that were, that were we're not supposed to be eaten. All the more so it should be the case that we don't allow mistakes like this to come off the hands of people as great as Rebbe Lozer Reb Tzadok. You're not allowed to take an Evan and make them into a coin. Says the Gemara, no, that's not what I meant. Chaza, we saw that a, a person, that an Evan had received truma ve'asrei de Reb in a place where we don't require the person who collects the food to be a coin miyuchas. So he made a mistake. And the Azal, the Asid, the Asrid, the Behuda. Rabbi Huda says that it's a Koim Yuchas. Oh, because Rabbi Huda says if someone's getting, if someone's getting um, grain, so it must be that they're Kohanim Yuchasim. But what Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Yaakov, didn't realize is that when he saw this Eved getting the Truma at the granary, it was in a place 
where it was the shita of Rabbi Yossi, where we do give it to people who are not Kohanim Yuchasim. So therefore it wasn't a raya, but it was a nice try. So there, that means that the one time he did give Edus, it didn't matter. There are 10 people that we don't give truma to on the, on the threshing floor. Here are the 10. A deaf mute, someone who has limited mental faculties and a child. Tumtum vandroganus, a tumtum, of course, we discussed extensively. Someone whose genitalia are covered. Vandroganus, someone who presents with two genitalia, uh, to a male and female genitalia. Eved, a slave, a isha, and a woman, an uncircumcised person, a person who's tummy. Venose isha, and venose isha, shane, and a person who marries someone they shouldn't, like an almost the kulan mishagran All these people who are not allowed to collect on the threshing floor, they are allowed to get it, uh, get the food sent to their house. Chutz mitame, except for a person who's tame. Venosi isha sheinu aganislo. And this kohen who marries the wrong type of woman. Now let's analyze these ten. We're going to stop about twelve lines down on kufam adal. Bishlama chayre shotivakatan la bnei who we understand why these three don't get because they're the typical, they're the archetype in shas for those who don't have das. Tumtum van droganis when it comes to someone who has the presentation of no genitalia or both male and female genitalia van droganis nami they as well. Um, should not receive anything because bury a bifne atzmon and they are their own entity. Um, Rashi, so Rashi is asking, you know, like uh, we always want to figure out like what's bothering Rashi. I think we know very quickly here. Rashi says, Vahavya zilusa de kachet. Who cares if they're a bury bifne atzma? If men can have truma and women can have truma, why can't the bury bifne atzma? Truma, they're one or the other, says the Gemara, they're neither. And it's a zilusa, it's a zilzol to kachet. Eved nami, top line of kufa, and bar Hashem, we're into the 100s. Which means we have 22 blot left until the exciting CM on Masachas Yavamos. Eved Nami, Dilma Asila Asuke Mitruma Liyosin. Eved Nami, the reason why he doesn't get is because Dilma Asila Asuke Mitruma Liyosin, he might give to his uh, children, which he should not do. Oral Vatami Mishum Demi, say they have certain, a certain element of, uh, of them that's repulsive. Uh, the RL, um, because he's uncircumcised, and the Tame, because he has Tuma. And a person who married the wrong person, they get a slap on the wrist in addition to the Yisurim that they violated. They also can't get Truma because they married someone that they shouldn't. Ella, here's the question. Why doesn't a woman have access on the threshing floor to... Uh, that doesn't make sense why she's allowed to eat. What's the problem? Says the Gemara, it's only because of a side issue, but it's a machlokas, which side issue there is. Pligi Rav Papa, Rav Huna Bereda, Rav Yoshua. One of the concerns as to why a woman cannot collect food on the threshing floor for her truma is because we're afraid that she's a Bas Yisrael and she might get divorced. And because the people who are giving out the truma saw her last month before she was divorced and they gave her, they'll say, she's still, she's still, before she got divorced, great. Well, we don't know that she got divorced. So therefore we're, we're going to give it to her and it'll be an error. And that's a big problem. The second concern is because uh, the threshing floor wasn't always near the city, and it might be an Isra of Yichud. What's the difference between these two shitas? If you have a threshing floor that's close to the city, then everyone will know she got divorced. People talk about divorces. People know the word travels. And uh, and that would be a case where maybe they know that she got divorced, divorced but there's an Isra Yichud because nobody's around. Inami de Merchak, it is a very far distance, and no one knows they're divorced, but Bainshi, and there isn't going to be a problem of Yichud. So we had said that even though these people can't go to the threshing floor, but food can be sent to them with the exception of a person who's tame and someone who marries the wrong person. Aval says the Gemara Aurel Mashagrinanlay. My time, why would we say that an Aurel does get sent to his house? He should go get a bris. 
Why go solve the problem? This is solvable. Go get it done. My timer, the reason why we still send to an RL is Mishum de Onis. What type of Onis is there by Brismila? So Rashi paints the unfortunate case scenario. Where is this Rashi? I read it. Rashi says, no, I can't find it, but it says that it's because his brothers died. Fourth narrow. Oh, thank you. Oh, we didn't even read the reason yet. Sorry, that's why I can't find it. <laughs> My time, I'm assumed honest because he's honest. Says the Gemara, Tamei Nefesh Ha'anis, the Tamei Nami, the person who's Tamei also is honest. Says the Gemara, hi, the person by Brismila is Nafish Onse. He has a greater Onis, a more powerful Onis. And therefore, thank you, David, Rashi says, fourth line of the wide lines, Shemei Soechav, we know that the Allah is that if there's a Chazaka that a woman bears children and those children die, in, uh, in by when they when they get a bris, and the next child, the subsequent child, is not required to have bris mila. So this person's an RL, but his own ace is way out of his control. When a person becomes tame, he, he really could have tried a little bit harder. You got to try to be a little bit more careful. The RL has zero control. We'll stop right here at Tanu Rabbanon. I'm going to be out of town tomorrow, and I'll be posting and recording. There will be no share in person tomorrow night or on Zoom, but I'll post before share starts. I plan to post two, three, four o'clock, something like that. Wishing you all a beautiful night.